There was no escaping the sound of Mrs. Weir's snoring, and by now Shazia knew better than to try. She used to put a pillow over her ears, or toss and turn and make loud sighing noises, hoping to wake Mrs. Weira, but nothing worked. Mrs. Weira slept the way she did everything, full out, and she didn't waste time worrying about whether she was bothering anyone else. Shazia sometimes went to another hut to sleep, but Mrs. Weira's hut gave her something no other place did, a little bit of privacy. Shazia slept on a toshak spread out under the table. A blanket, hung over the side of the table, created a tiny private space. It doesn't keep the snoring out, she said to Jasper, who usually slept with her, but it does make me feel like there is some place in the world that is mine. Shazia lay awake in her little room late on the night after Mrs. Weira left her in the courtyard. The rest of the day had gone from bad to worse. At Shazia's goodbye party that evening, everyone in the compound ate together around the cook fire in the courtyard. Mrs. Weira made a speech about how much she had appreciated all of Shazia's hard work. I know Shazia will be successful in reaching her goal of getting to the sea and of building a fine new life for herself in France. She went on to talk about how beautiful she had heard France was and how she was sure Shazia would have a marvelous time wandering through the cornfields. All the time she spoke, Shazia's fists were tightly clenched in anger. After Mrs. Weira had finished talking, the other women also said nice things about Shazia, how helpful she was, how clever, how they knew she had a brilliant future ahead of her. And then the children piped up. Don't go, Shazia, they cried, the little ones sobbing and crowding in on her. Stay and tell us stories. Shazia was furious. She knew Mrs. Weira had staged this party to make her want to stay in the refugee camp. Then Mrs. Weira said, I have good news, Shazia. I've arranged a job for you in Peshawar. You will be a housemaid in a women's needlework project and daycare center. You can live at the center and the job will pay enough that you'll have a bit of money to save even after you pay for your rent and food. Isn't that wonderful? Plus, I'll be able to come and visit you every week when I meet with the project. I'll take you there tomorrow and help you get settled. The other women applauded and talked about how lucky Shazia was, but Shazia was seething. She was still seething as she lay on her mat with Mrs. Weir's snores all around her. She thinks she can control everything, she whispered to Jasper. She thinks she can control me. She remembered her first day at the widow's compound. She had been wandering around the camp after being dropped off there by the shepherds and was directed to the compound by an aid worker. As soon as she walked through the door in the compound wall and saw Mrs. Weira, she wanted to back out, but it was too late. I know you, Mrs. Weira exclaimed in her loud, booming voice. Everyone in the compound stopped what they were doing and stared at Shazia. You're Parvana's little friend. Mrs. Weira had been a physical education teacher and field hockey coach before the Taliban closed all the schools for girls and made the female teachers leave their jobs. She had lived with Parvana's family in Kabul for a while. 
Shazia remembered how bossy she had been then and wasn't surprised that she was still bossy. In a few strides, Mrs. Weira's long legs crossed the courtyard. She stood in front of Shazia. Shazia could imagine what the older woman saw, a skinny girl whose face carried on it months of living out in the sun and the wind, clothes filthy and tattered, but with her back straight and her head up high. You stink of sheep, Mrs. Weira said, but we can fix that, and I see you still look like a boy. We can fix that, too. She hollered out an order for hot water and girls' clothes. I'd rather keep looking like a boy, Shazia said. If I look like a girl, I can't do anything. Nonsense, Mrs. Weira said. It was a word Shazia was to hear her use many times. The Taliban are not in charge here. I am. Oh, you have a dog, too. She bent down and peered intently at Jasper, who wisely took two steps back. A most adequate dog was her verdict.